0: You're listening to The Kindred 360 Podcast with your hosts, Pastor Rod Idle, Matt Smith, and Lindsey Terry. The Kindred 360 Podcast is an extension of Kindred Church in Midlifthian, Virginia. At Kindred, we help people find their purpose. We believe that God designed us to be surrounded by others who love and care for us. We call this your tribe. We invite you to be part of our tribe today, so enjoy the fun, inspiration, and introspection, all in today's episode of Kindred 360. Now, Pastor Rod Idle.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Kindred 360 podcast. It has been a long time since we have been here. So sorry about that. We've had so many interruptions. Golly, Hurricane Florence and its massive winds that just, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but wow, what an overstatement on that hurricane up here, right? I'm not talking about what went on down south. I'm talking about Richmond. We prepared a lot. I don't know about you guys, but we had stacks of water. In the garage. <laughs> you? I'm so glad I put plywood up over my windows. <laughs> Listen, the the branches that were flying at them. Uh, it was, crazy. It scared me. Crazy. Not only that, though. I mean, golly, last week we had the tornadoes. That was something. Lindsay, you had a... We
2: had a tornado hit our house, but it's fine. It just like high-fived our house.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you had a little slip by ripped there.
2: Ripped the gutters off in our front tree. We lost a tree. But, yeah. But everyone in the neighborhood was fine. Just
1: tore up people's trees holy moly that's Um, something mm -hmm. yeah that was crazy and then um i was sick one week uh i won't tell you what restaurant i believe helped bring that along (laughs) i'll just say that i won't be eating mexican food too often anymore but uh, it's good to be back with you today. I'm excited about this. Uh, we actually had a little hiccup today. We were supposed to have a special guest. Uh, not able to make it last-minute cancellation, but I still think that we are ready for you, and I hope that you enjoy our podcast, The Kinder 360. We're coming to you from Studio 77, The Basement Bunker. We're looking <laughs> forward to it. So I got with me Lindsey Terry, Matt Smith, What's and up? Mike is our producer, so it's nice to have you guys here. Hey Mike, how you doing? What's going on? <laughs> Not much, buddy. <laughs> hey, this past week we celebrated the Matt Smith 36th birthday. How cool <laughs> is that? Matt Smith, 36 years old, still acting like he's 16. That's all right though. It's good to have you. Now, Matt, anything unusual happen for your birthday?
3: Man we had a good we had a good time. Pam and I went down to uh, the West End, did an escape room, and we did not escape by two minutes and, uh, <laughs> which that was lame. But, uh, but it was really good. We had uh, a couple of friends come over. We did a double date, and uh, it was really good. I went to Mission Barbecue. I'm gonna give them a shout out. It was delicious. Listen, I went ahead and told Pam before I ordered. I was like, babe, you just better get ready because I'm about to throw down. I just got this, like, meat sampler, man. During the, like, escape room, I had the, like, meat sweats and stuff, y'all. It was <laughs> so bad. Gross. I was, like, trying to, like, oh, like, you got to get going. Get your brain going. Man, I got there They're building uh, a
1: Mission Barbecue right yeah. there on Midlothian. Yeah, yeah, right
3: down the road. I'm so excited. So I got uh, I got some ribs. I got hey, some brisket. There's
4: one coming uh-huh. up on Whole Street as well. Oh, nice. Really? There you go. Seriously. Yep, yeah, right across from
3: Bonefish.
1: There you go nice so people if you've never been check it out yeah
3: yeah so that'll be good but uh but I think the weirdest thing that happened to me was I got a phone call by someone who I didn't even know that they (laughs) I mean who am I why would they call me uh I've said that a lot do you want me to (laughs) (laughs) you you want me to tell you who it is I actually have the phone call recorded you got it recorded yeah do you want me to tell you who it is or you want it to be a surprise let's try to guess okay can we tell by the voice You will. Absolutely. The most distinct (laughs) voice in the world. Hey, Mike, could you play that?
5: Hello, Matt. This is Morgan Freeman. Don't even have to guess. Through some cosmic force beyond our control, I've been tasked with wishing you a happy birthday. It's important to remember on this momentous of occasions... And you've got to get busy living. Take a moment to remind yourself that some birds aren't meant to be caged; their feathers are just too bright. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle once wrote, "Where there is no imagination, there is no hope." You prove this the moment you put on those tights as Peter Pan for Halloween. You've come a long way from your home in North Carolina, and as many a traveler will confine, home is indeed where the heart is. And as the middle child of seven siblings, you know a thing or two about hearts and homes, don't you, Matt? Elisa, Reese, and your lovely wife, Pamela, are so proud of you give them my best. I hope you'll have an incredible birthday and enjoy some cake for me, won't you? <laughs> wow. That is
1: amazing. I didn't even know he knew I existed, everyone. Man, <laughs> Morgan Freeman calling you. That is awesome. That is something no
3: no listen that that was <laughs> whatever the you best gotta do to make yourself feel birthday birthday good <laughs> I mean. i've ever got my buddy mike over here sends me a message and says hey happy birthday and that's what it was and uh that's there's really a funny. there's a guy he's a voice actor over in britain is that right mike and um and so he sent him a a a, a script and the dude recorded for me it was the coolest birthday greeting i've had in a while so thanks so much mike Appreciate so
4: it. yeah the, i was trying i thought of trying to think of something for you. I was going to take you to lunch, do dinner or something, go to a movie. And I was like, I don't have time to do any of that. So <laughs> how, how can I get something for you? So, But you're special
1: to it. This <laughs> right. and,
4: and so um, we use a lot of voiceovers for a lot of our videos that we do. And sometimes we don't have the, the key people that we have come here in the studio sometimes aren't available so we use somebody else and there's an app called fiverr and they have all kinds of stuff you want a photoshop person yeah. you want all kinds of things that you can do it and so i came across that one one day and i was like mm, that would be cool to use and so i thought <laughs> of it and then yeah you know he actually pushed it out like quicker too because i actually had to pay extra rush fee to get it out in the morning My
3: really oh, man, thanks you
1: know. so much <laughs> hey mike just give me cash all right. <laughs> my, if you could on my birthday, that'd be good. No, g- glad you had a good birthday, man. Yeah, it it Sound really like you had fun with your friends and yeah. doing the escape room. I've never done one of those escape rooms. We were talking about maybe doing this. We a should staff. do it.
3: We should do it. We, we would do really stand. well. I, we all think differently, and that's what's really good on the team. I mean, just your your way of like putting pieces together. And
1: I'm just gonna sit down in the middle of the room and tell you guys what you should be doing. That's what I do best, <laughs> anyway. Just Matt, go check that combination.
3: I do wonder if you wouldn't be like.
1: Oh gosh! Another lock. This is stupid. This is stupid. <laughs>
0: you're like opening I start, and like, <laughs> I start yelling for help.
1: I start yelling for help.
0: Get me out of here! I don't have time. For-
1: I'm like I'm like Resendez. I don't have time for this. <laughs> can I just write a check someplace and we can get this done? Who do I pay to get out of here? Who do I pay <laughs> to give, to open the door on the other side? <sighs> Well, good stuff. Good stuff. I'm glad. I'm glad that you had a good birthday, yeah, Matt. You. And and uh, we didn't let him pick the restaurant this last time. Um, we got a whole story about that someday. But we didn't <laughs> let Matt pick the restaurant for staff. We like to go out. We got Lindsay's birthday coming up next month in October. So yep. um, anyway, happy birthday! Happy birthday again, Matt. I'm glad you had a good day. We are coming into a time called game time, Lindsay. Yeah,
2: we're gonna play this game. It's called Truth and a Lie. So each of us are going to say one truth and one lie. And then because we know each other so well, our producer, Mike, over there is going to have to guess which is which and we'll see if he wins the game or not. So I got some game show music for us to get this thing started. So why don't you cue the music? All right, Matt, why don't you start us off? What's your truth and lie?
3: All right, here we go. Option <laughs> number one, Mr. Resendez, you ready? Number one, I have gotten locked out of my hotel room once in only a towel. Option number two, I've ridden a zebra <laughs> bareback. Good luck on those,
4: buddy. Okay, so both of these scenarios, you're both naked.
3: <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> That's, <laughs> I just want to be clear. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> you're not bareback. Oh, that clears it up. Thanks, Mike. That was actually funny, Mike. That was really funny. I, I'm
4: just trying to get not, that mental image not, yeah, out of your head. good luck. Pitch, picture it, but you know. Okay. Um, no. Let's start. Let's start saddle. with the first one. Let's start with the first one. So you're in a hotel. What the hotel was? What the, what, what's the name of the hotel? Holiday Inn
3: Express, baby. Where were Because they had the best uh, breakfast. We were in Roanoke, Virginia. So you weren't alone? No, Pam was with me. So why did you get locked out if Pam was with you? Because Pam was downstairs getting the breakfast because she gets up earlier than me and I stay up too late watching TV. And so then she goes down to get some breakfast and uh, she says, hey, I, I tell her, hey, I'm going to get a shower. I'll be right back. Were the kids with you? No, this was before kids. Before kids? Yeah. Were you traveling alone with just you and her? It was just her and I. It was just a fun weekend trip. Where were you going? To the mountains of Virginia, <laughs> Roanoke, Virginia.
4: <laughs> okay. We and love
3: cabins. The beach sucks.
4: Uh huh. Or what were you going to do? Was this in the morning or what? this was in the morning? Yeah. Is there breakfast? money on this or something? Were you just? <laughs> he, he, really he really wants, wants I, to get, get it, it right. right. Okay. okay. All right. So we got that one. So it was families with you a lot. Let's go to the second one. Okay. Um, where
3: were you on this one? I was at church. <laughs> I was actually at a church. It was a safari-themed VBS. Okay. And we contacted someone from 4-H, and so they bring a zebra. <laughs> listen, I'm going to say... Listen, the guy bred many zorses.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just found out what a Zorsas was today, and they're so cute.
4: I'm going to say the second one's a line
3: incorrect sir i really? have ridden the zebra and it really was for a bbs and uh we let the kids actually come over and pet him and the guy genuinely bred many sources and on top of that we brought him in for the closing ceremony and he peed and pooped on the stage there you go extra details <sighs>
4: i just want to hear how you, pam found you in the, in the hallway <laughs> yeah.
3: Me coming down in a towel down to the <laughs> continental breakfast, uh, babe. Could you uh, let me? Can I get the key, please? <laughs> I have the key for room
4: one sixteen. You 116? know, here's
2: the thing. You didn't ask him why he left the room in just a towel.
4: Right. I didn't get. There. Well, I didn't get there. I was still trying to not picture him naked. Holy so. cow! <laughs> oh my,
3: gosh.
1: my truth and lies aren't going to be enough for you to investigate. You're just going to look at me. Do you want me to go? I now? like
3: red. I like yeah. blue. It's- All right. <laughs>
1: Here's two stories. You guess which is true, which is a lie. When I was in Panama, I once met a father of 17 kids, and his name was Viagra.
2: Oh, my <laughs>
1: <gosh>. <laughs> The second liar truth was when I was playing golf with my father, my brother, and my brother-in-law, I once hit a shot. On a par three that landed from tea to cup in the air. Boom. Hole in one. Swished it. Swished it. Just no ground. Just nothing. They called it jarred. It was jarred.
4: Um, Since you don't want me to interrogate you, I'm going to go with the first one. The first one's a lie.
1: No, that was the truth. I've never had a hole-in-one, and I did meet a man named Viagra in Panama at 17 kids. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That was one of the crazy hey, things. Where do you think guys? they got the so name of golf, the pill? You golf so much. I never had a hole-in-one.
3: Some pharmaceutical close. company got a wind of this dude's story.
2: That's where they named I it know from. why we named
3: this
1: True story. We, the guy just, he told me, Davey Pelsu was with me, mm-hmm. and he told me, and I turned to Dave and went, Pelsu, come here. Guess what this dude's name is. And he goes, what? And I said, Viagra. And he started laughing. I said, here's the kicker. He's got 17 kids. And we just about fell over. Right there in the jungles of Panama. I thought it was the funniest thing we ever heard. So there you go. Probably shouldn't have said it, but didn't. There it is. What do you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, what about your truth and lie?
2: Okay. Well, You're over,
1: Mike. Come on, man. You got
3: to uh, nail this one. You got it, buddy.
2: One, option one, I have a unicorn outfit like a suit, and I've worn it in public. Option number two, I have been snowmobiling in a blizzard down a mountain at night.
4: <laughs> um, how long have you had this suit?
2: Like, I think I got it in 2016.
4: Why, did, did someone give this suit to you?
2: No, I went and bought it. <laughs>
4: We don't care if it's the truth or not. <laughs> if that is the truth, we're trying to get stories. All right. Um, yeah, that's that's true. I, I can see you go buying something like that.
2: So you think my snowmobiling is a lie? Yeah. Okay, well, I really do have a, uh, I almost said a zebra suit, a unicorn suit, but I never wore it in public. But I have been snowmobiling in a blizzard at night down a mountain. You can't do half lie. And no, that's the trick. I can. It's tricky. Oh,
5: <laughs> lost on a technicality Hey, Mike, here. do you have
1: any truth or lie you want to try? Yeah, I yeah, go for it. Here's the thing. Let's
5: Lindsay can't answer. Um, okay.
2: Okay.
4: So first one is I was stranded and stuck in Tiger Woods' house in Orlando for four hours. <laughs> Second one is I had to help land a plane. Like the little Cessna four-seaters
3: had to help land a plane. See, here's what's hard about
1: this. You have so many ridiculous stories. Let me ask you the questions because I've seen Tiger Woods' house. Let's grill this dude. Okay. I've actually seen his house because you remember I used to live down there. Mm -hmm. So what color is his house? Like a tan and what part of Orlando was it in?
4: I think it was the north side of Orlando, okay. like kind of like a uh, northeastern side.
1: Okay. That's the lie. Because his house is white and he's in Isleworth.
4: Um, then I was at a different house, but that, that, is the, that is the truth. I've been by his house, and it was white with black shutters, and it was an
1: Isleworth. Well, I was 21 at the time, and that actually is the truth. Okay, well, that's been quite a while ago, because you're 40 now, right? Yeah. So 19 years ago, would put it in 99. Yeah, I didn't live there in 99, so I saw it maybe after he won his first... Yeah, this is a ten mil, twelve mil. This is a pretty good house, but
4: I was working for BMW at the time. We were doing a tournament, and he was there. And we, the the owner, asked me to go deliver his uh, another vehicle to him. And I went to go drop it off, and then they forgot to go pick me up. So they told me to put the keys on his desk, and I was actually in his house for four hours. And then as this is the time when cell phone and like it was it wasn't even Verizon, it was Primeco, so like didn't really have the best. Service and you know I was there until someone finally said, "Wow, hey,
1: where's Mike?" Wow, well, <laughs> that well, it was the worst place to be stuck. I mean, well, yeah, you, know, you could have been like delivering I, it to a you know a homeless shelter at, in living in a box. It, it was a little, it was a little a weird. BMW, there. yeah, it was a little weird. So yeah, that I think that'd be kind of cool. I uh, I like I said I didn't live down there, so that must have been his pre-multi cabillion.
4: I, went, I was in the kitchen, the living room I didn't, I didn't feel, you know, too snoopy. <laughs> <laughs> so.
2: It's a real question.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: It would be hard, right? Yeah, that's It'd true. Be hard. That's not. He had Other been
1: 22 years old at that time, and yeah, it had been easy to kind of. I would have been afraid what I'd find. I'd be and afraid I could ruin somebody would walk his in
2: and you're like, "Ooh, I'm in your
4: room well, like, at in the, the, the time you're thinking, okay. Especially
1: with his girlfriend with a nine iron in her hand, because <laughs> we've heard that story. Well,
4: yeah, I mean, nothing like that ever. I mean, it was more of like. <laughs> Um, I'm, hello, people Right
1: Yeah, That's pretty funny That's pretty funny, very cool But I'm confident I can land a plane too, so <laughs> <laughs> You can land a drone, so why can't you land a plane, same
5: right?
1: Same
3: diff
4: <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? No, not no. at all Not
1: at all? The same? Okay. okay, all right well, listen, fun game. Thanks, Linz. Thanks for yeah. <clears throat> thanks, Mike, for participating, and for all your effort and all your answers. You win absolutely nothing, and you'll like it. So, good job, Mike. We appreciate. It. We couldn't do it between staff because we know each other's stories too well. Although, I did like the question about whether he rode the zebra bareback himself <laughs> or was the zebra bareback. I like that. That was a good question. I didn't want to hear the answer, but that was a good question.
4: So I was just thinking about, like, what situation puts you in there?
1: <laughs> Especially in that's, front of the kids. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Kids, get out of the way. Uncle Matt's going to ride the seat. Hey, listen. Uh, that's scary.
3: I'm not one to right turn down a unique opportunity. They're like, yeah, this dude's 13 months old and we're training him to ride saddle. But before you do that, You just start riding them like with nothing on. And so (laughs) he doesn't have a saddle on, Mike. Thanks. Now I have to clarify everything. And so like they, he said, would you like to ride him?" And I'm like, when will I ever get get this opportunity again? again?" And so he said, hey, run up behind him uh, and leapfrog onto his back. Put your hand on his haunches and just jump on, and
1: straight up I would did. It would not How have been funny at he? all if one of his hands would have slipped on the side. <laughs> he'd have face planted on the back of the he How game. tall it, was he? he? Wasn't, I mean, think of like a Could donkey. Could I have done it? I don't know your vertical. I don't know that you could do it to a I Labrador some, retriever. I've got some you. jumps. you got no hops. I've got sister. no yeah, hops. That's I what don't, it is, hops. Yeah, I, don't, I got some hops. I've got some jumps. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you don't even know that doesn't make
3: me believe you could get up there. No I always hops. say the wrong one. Although I will say the right this. One. We had so some of the other kids, the, the older teenagers who were helping were out there. They said, well, can we try? And the guy said, sure. So we go through. There's about eight of us. Everybody rides. All good. The last guy, at the time, he was a little husky. And so he goes to do it, and he doesn't make the jump. And he just slams right into the back of this zebra. And the zebra doesn't like it, and he kicks. (gasps) And I'm kind of watching from a profile view, and this thing comes from an inch away from his face.
2: Oh, my goodness. Like where he
3: was falling down, the zebra kicks. It was an inch away from his face, so I like... Jumped in like okay we're done and he didn't see it I was like yeah let's move on let's uh let's get some kids out here, so
2: to the bucking zebra <laughs> to the bucking zebra Did you know zebras
1: kill lions with their kicks that's how hard wow. it could have been so you yeah could have killed I,
2: that guy
3: no no I was like it, it scared the snot out of me and I was a young buck in ministry at the time I was like yeah bucking, that's what I need
1: I get it that's funny yeah, yeah. Um, you know I'll I tell need- you one little horse equestrian type of story for you guys all right you ready ready when i was 12 years old i had the privilege to ride the mules to the bottom of the grand canyon spend the night and come back up the next day you right. have to be 12 my parents put off this vacation for years i was the youngest kid till i turned 12 well when i was 12 i maybe weighed 70 pounds all right i was i find that hard to believe but okay. it's true yeah and so when they went to put me up on the mule to get ready to go on our trip the guide took me and boosted me and he boosted me too hard and he threw me right over the mule and I, <laughs> I landed on the ground I cleared the mule completely, <laughs> and I landed in the dirt and everything falling on the ground and I was thinking oh my gosh and I was kind of scared about this trip anyway because if you've never been on that trip it's an intense trip and I turn around thinking I'm going to get comfort, like my dad going, Hey, but my dad is cracking up laughing <laughs> on his mule horse, not mule horse, laughing at me as I'm yes. laying in the dirt. Yeah, he threw me right over. He said, Oh, sorry, buddy. So I can still remember him grabbing me underneath the arms and just setting me <laughs> on, That's so so funny. on the mule up there. So Did they anyway. still do that? Yeah. 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 It's really a cool trip. Although now I couldn't go on it. You can't weigh over 200 pounds. Dang it. So, so I, I thought it was. It, anyway, so what a cool thing, Matt. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for that story. I think his were the hardest ones, the other ones mm-hmm. of all of them. But uh, good story. Good story. I love the picture, Matt. Now, I think we got to. get... Please don't. Did say someone it. take Just- a picture? Uh, you did need anybody create, take a picture? Can you create yes. a gif of, you a zebra? of him on a zebra? I want.
3: There, there is one out there. I'll see if I can there find it. There will be it. a
2: gif of Matt on a zebra at some so. point. I think in that'd his be life. Awfully funny. I have me on a giraffe and a gif.
1: Yep. Yep. <laughs> so we just
3: need to move on from this segment.
1: <laughs> going right. to be awesome. Hey, Well, listen, uh, as I said right at the beginning of the show, we are hoping to have a guest here, and he will be coming on. Um, he just had a hiccup right at the last minute, couldn't make it. Um, and so we will be bringing him on the next few weeks. Um, so he lives right here in town, so it won't be a problem. But um, we got discussing in my office this morning about what we could possibly talk about. And um, I'll tell you how this came about. I, you guys, I lie awake almost every night, and one of my prayers that I constantly pray seriously now is, Lord, let me get some sleep. I want to fall asleep now, and I don't want to wake up till the alarm goes off. I just want to sleep, and I have this habit. I either lay awake for two, three hours where I can't get sleep, or I'll fall asleep for like an hour, and then I'll wake up, and I can't get to sleep for two or three or four hours. And the reason is, is because I struggle. I struggle. I can't shut off my mind. But my mind is not necessarily just about what I got to do the next day or whatever. It's about all sorts of things. And what I find myself doing is I really battle with insecurity. And I don't know about you guys, but I deal with insecurity, whether... I did everything that I needed to do today if I did it well or Mm. if I'm going to be successful tomorrow, if I'm going to do whatever I had to do tomorrow well or if I feel guilty about maybe a failing or a disappointment I delivered, you know, obviously on Sundays... I am constantly, Sunday night, reviewing my message, thinking, ah, oh, I wish I wouldn't have said that, or I wish I would have brought this up or emphasized this more, or that was really stupid that I said that, or whatever, and I deal with insecurity. You know, the Bible shows many times, over and over, leaders dealing with insecure times. You know, Jacob wrestling with the angel, and he said, I... I." I won't let you go until you bless me. And the Bible says that was the Lord. And he was saying, I need your blessing. I need to know what you think of me and that you will bless me. And, of course, we remember Moses at the burning bush giving all of his excuses why he can't be the leader. And then we remember remember when Gideon was being called and he was found hiding in a wine press, you know. And he was hiding from God, and God called him, and what did Gideon say? He said, listen, I'm in the least tribe, and I'm the least of the least tribe. In other words, he had a very low opinion, insecurity. And I got to tell you, I lie awake at night a lot of times with insecurity. How do you guys deal with insecurity in your life? What do you do? Because I know we all have it at times. We all have times where we feel like... I'm inept, or I'm not capable, or I failed, or I could have done better, should have done better, whatever. How do you guys deal with insecurity in your life? Well, Lindsay, let's start with you.
2: Okay. Well, I started a practice when I was in my early 20s that I feel like really brought breakthrough for me. Like, insecurity didn't rule over me anymore. And it's when I started to identify why i was thinking certain things about myself or what i was doing or my value like where was the lie in that and when i found that and sometimes i'd ask God, like show me what the lie is that i'm buying into here and when i found that i would then pour over the scriptures and find what god actually says that it can contradicts what that lie is hmm. um what the real truth is rather than just the facts that i feel or whatever and so then I would make a practice of standing in the mirror and saying that out loud over myself. And because I really believe like in James, where it talks about um, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Well, he can't read my thoughts. And so when I'm resisting him just in my mind, well, how does, how does he even know that I'm fighting that?
5: Mm. And
2: so if I say that out loud and I'm partnering with God's truth and I'm claiming the mind of Christ over myself, then I think the enemy does flee. And I've seen that in my life where I've seen lasting breakthrough for me in the areas of insecurity and value by partnering with God's truth and claiming the mind of Christ. I've before said out loud when I'm with people and I'm struggling, I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. Mm. And that's made a huge difference for me. And I notice when I get out of practice of doing that, that insecurity tries to find its way back. And so that's when I have to remember, like remind myself of what really is true, what God really says. And that's made, like I said, it's made lasting changes in my life, but it, it's a, a daily practice. It's Mm. a discipline. So
1: good stuff. Good stuff. How about you, Matt? What do you, what do you think when you hear about dealing with insecurity? I should've gone first. Um. <laughs> thanks, Lindsay. Uh, uh, no,
3: no, mine's. I my, eat peanut butter sandwiches. I, eat, <laughs> I just eat food till I feel better. Um, oh. That gallon of ice cream has nothing on me. Um. No, mine. Mine is similar. I, I find that uh, for me, it's been a long journey. Insecurity is something that I've struggled with my entire life, uh, and, and I remember even as far back as a child. I'm an emotional person. I I ride passions like waves. I mean, it just people who know me know. I again go from you know really quiet to being loud and obnoxious, and it just I'm an emotional person. Yeah, I know this shocks you guys, but uh, but with that, that's a blessing, and I acknowledge that that's a blessing from God. But with that comes just these emotions, the negative thoughts, uh, struggles with depression and anxiety, and things like that. Uh, those are there and they have been as far back as I can remember. I can remember being in like sixth grade thinking, I look back now and I'm like, yo, I was depressed. And so uh, insecurity has been uh, an, an unwelcome friend of mine for many years now. And and along the way, I think that the way that I've learned to deal with it is, you know, you have to ask yourself, and very similar to what Lindsay said, is what is the truth and what isn't the truth? Because emotions, what, what's the thing you always say? Emotions make a great tool,
1: but they're a terrible master. That's
3: right. Yeah. I, I identify with that so well. And so I know that I just, there are times where my emotions are just wild. You running were sharing wild. something about how you talked with
1: your daughter about this just the other day. I did. I thought it was really good.
3: Yeah. Let me tell you that story. And this will, this will be a great example or a good, uh, just something that you can, uh, a story. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and the story is this it was just last night. I'm putting Alyssa down to bed. Uh, Alyssa, my daughter's in second grade, and tomorrow she's having her first test for a letter grade. And Alyssa's really nervous. And through kind of no fault of her own, she was sick a couple days last week. She misses the letter, the word she's supposed to uh, to uh, to have this spelling test with this word bank. We get the wrong words, and so, long story short, we just finally got the words she's supposed to have a test for tomorrow. We've been quizzing her on the wrong words for a week, and so I'm talking to her last night, and I said, hey, babe, Uh, I said, I want to ask you a question. She said, okay, Dad. After an hour of us practicing, I could tell she was nervous. I said, honey, if you got zeros your entire career in school, would that change your value? And she said, no, Daddy. I said, "Would that make you any less special?" "No, dad. That no, it wouldn't." Because I you know, I am I'm special because God made me this way. I said, "Well, honey, what if you got 100s? You never got anything but a hundred until you graduated. Would that make you any less special or any more special?" And she said, "No, dad. Every person is who they are because God created them that way, right? Like wisdom from a a 7-year-old y'all. Here you yeah. go." And so like she knows this in her head, right? And so then I transitioned. I said, "So tomorrow, hon, whatever happens, just know I love you and you're going to be okay. And immediately it was like, oh, but dad, what if, what if I miss a bunch? I didn't study. I've been studying the wrong words. And a lot of times you, you know, things in your mind, but it's hard getting it to your heart. And that's what I mean about your emotions. And so for me, get to the point long, long way around to get to it. What I do is when I am writing those emotions, I just ignore them. I don't react a lot. When I, feel insecurity coursing through me. I feel like I'm a screw-up. I feel like I can't do well. Those are the times where you probably need to make the least uh, significant change in your life. And I have no friends. They make awful changes and awful decisions um, at the height of their depression and the the height of their insecurity. So that's one thing I do. And the other one is I just go back to what you're saying. Um, I read a book called Kill the Spider, and it's all about identifying the lies of the enemy and what is the truth of God. And sometimes you just have to, in your head, you know, it's called faith. And trust for a reason, indicating that there will be disbelief. And even when I disbelieve uh, the truth about myself more than anything else, even when the words sound uh, sound hollow, I say them to myself: No, you are a gifted child of God. No, you can do this. No, God has plans for you. And in a similar way, I just I think you can't help but fight uh, those uh, those disbeliefs with God's word. I mean, that's yeah. the only. Um, piece of the armor of God. That's for attacking. And you need to use God's word for a reason. So that's,
1: that's kind of how I do it. Okay. Thank you. Both of you. I, I appreciate your insights. You know, when I lived in Florida, um, I remember running into people who moved to Florida and so many people moved to Florida without a job. Mm-hmm. Many people moved to Florida, even without a place to live. I would pull into the church And there would be a car parked in our parking lot. I'd walk over and there's a family sleeping in the car. This happened on numerous occasions, not just one or two. And I'd knock on the window and I'd say, hey, what's going on? And they'd roll down the window and they'd say, you know, we just moved down here from Massachusetts. And I'm like, oh, wow. What brought you down here? Oh, we just loved it so much. (laughs) And I'd say, "Okay, well, I mean when did you experience it kind of thing oh we came down on vacation and we thought it was so great we went back got our stuff and moved down here now they moved down without a job without a place to live nothing no plans and what they were doing is they were making a decision to live in florida based upon a vacation yeah now here's my point i think sometimes we make decisions based upon the wrong things we decide we look for satisfaction or um, or fulfillment or security or whatever in the wrong things. They were looking at a vacation. I'm standing in disbelief going, you know, we still have jobs down here. We still have to pay bills. We still have to live a life. We have to be responsible. We don't all get up and go to Disney World every single day. So we have a life. Just because it's in Florida and our weather's different, we still have a life. You can't come down here irresponsible. Sometimes when we start getting insecure, sometimes we look in the wrong places. We look at the wrong things. We grab hold of stuff that really doesn't bring security. You know, I was thinking about those three examples I gave you with Jacob and Moses and Gideon. They found their security where? Well, Jacob was saying, God, I want you to bless me. And God finally relented and blessed him. Moses, his answer came from God, right? God said, when Moses said, well, what do I even tell them? Why would they listen to me? What do I tell them when they say, who sent you? Who do I say? And and God said, you tell them the I am sent you. God was obviously talking about himself. Gideon, the same thing. And God said, listen, I will not leave you. I'm not going to put you in there and leave you alone. I'll be with you. When we're dealing with insecurity, you have to deal directly with God. I heard an interview with, uh, I read an interview with Ellen DeGeneres who was just talking about her life and they were talking about the success she was experiencing and things like this. And she'd start talking about her approval patch. And her approval patch, she likened it to like one of those cigarette nicotine patches that she would put it on and she would live her life with that approval patch that would always give her, she would give herself approval. She would always remind herself that she has value, that she has strengths, that she is good and all this kind of stuff. And she would talk about this approval patch. What are some of the approval patches you folks out there have? Sometimes we, you know, buy the self-help books or sometimes we compare ourselves to others or sometimes we, um, you know... Our spouse is our approval patch, or our mom or dad, or whatever, there are approval patches. Where are your approval patches? Think about that. Maybe you want to send in a, a text or a message from this podcast to us on, give us an idea of where you find yourself sometimes seeking approval in your life. And I want to tell you, if it's any place but with God, it will not last it will not carry you through the tough times it it's not necessarily bad you can i get a when i get approval from my spouse or my kids or someone in the church that's encouraging that's strengthening that that helps me i mean i think we need to be better at that don't that's you like, guys
2: it's like the cherry on top
1: yeah, yeah. you know it, it, don't you think we can be better at maybe giving Absolutely. our voices of i know yeah, i sure. can as a boss i mean i and i think that's great but your approval from me is not going to carry you in the toughest times of your life. And ministry, as you know, brings tough times. It has to come from God. You have to have that assurance from God. I know that one of the things that carries me in ministry is knowing that God has called me.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I have to lean on that because I certainly don't look at all the results all the time and say, Well, there's proof that I should be here. <laughs> you know, right. sometimes I look at results and go, Wow, why would God call me? Or sometimes when someone criticizes my leadership or my speaking and teaching and things like that, I almost find agreement with them sometimes, like, Yeah, you know what? It is hard to understand why I'm here doing this. But when I go to God and God reminds me, Hey, this is why you're here. This is who you are, and I've called you. That's the approval. That's the stuff that gives us security that carries us through. Insecurity in itself is not a bad thing. It's really not. You're going to deal with insecurity, man. The world comes against you. I know that you both have felt insecure in your ministry at times and in your relationships at times. I have too. I understand that. That's not the bad thing. If you're out there and you're listening and you deal with, man, feeling insecure once you know that that feeling is not unusual it is more prevalent when we go and try to find our security in the wrong things yeah Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of like when we talked about our jobs this past week and we said one of the problems is when we find when we try to find our purpose in a job what happens when you lose that job you lose your identity. Yeah. yeah. And so we're not supposed to find our identity and purpose in that job, right? That's right. Well, it's the same way. If we find it in the wrong things, if we try to find security in the wrong things, that's fine. Except what happens when that goes away?
2: I think it's easy too to put our approval patch in. If my circumstances change, mm-hmm. then I'll feel more secure. If mm-hmm. I just, I mean, that's easy to, I, yeah, that be our approval. Mm. So
1: good stuff. That's right. That's right. So anyway, we'd love to hear from you. Maybe you have an approval patch that you think of that you often do. Matt kind of joked about that gallon of ice cream, but you know, <laughs> some people, man, their, their approval <laughs> patches. Approval patch. There's, there's some shade of truth for that. <laughs> <laughs> there's <laughs> a reason I'm training for a race. <laughs> uh, that's good. That's, that's interesting. Have your conversations with God. If there's something that we, Lindsay or Matt or I can help with in that, if you're dealing with something that you feel is kind of destructive to your character or destructive to your, um, sense of security and fulfillment and we can help with man we want to help you because we know that the healing is in the encounter with the Father That's right. alright Amen. hey listen thanks for listening thanks, thanks for uh, sharing with us today today we're going to go into a segment that we've talked about lots of times called Hot Topics
2: Hot Topic <laughs> <laughs> thank you for doing that <laughs> you're welcome
1: play that beautiful music So, Matt, why don't you bring us the hot top? I'm not going to do it, all right, hot topics <laughs> that you feel we want to discuss today, Matt, what you got going on? Listen, about? listen, there's
3: a lot going on right now, but I thought we'd have a little fun with this this week. The, the newest story, the, there's lots of stories, like Tiger Woods breaks his his drought of winning for, I mean, for years now. That's a really cool story. There's some good stuff going on. But as you guys, uh, those of us who know us personally know, Rod and I love the football. We sure do. The football. (laughs) The football. I've never called it that. And uh, unfortunately for both of us, we serve a team that, uh, well, is a little underwhelming. Speaking of looking for approval in the right places, if you're trying to get uh, some feel goods from the Redskins or the Vikings. Yeah, but the Redskins are two and one. But listen, this year... The Redskins are two and one. That's the that's the hot take right now. Whoever would have thought that? And the Vikings are one one and one.
1: Yes, they are. Yeah,
3: they are. And so here's what we're gonna do. When I was growing up, uh, you know you mouth off to your friends and what do you yell? We used to yell, "Well, bet, bet, like put something on it, like okay." You used to yell that? Yeah, we sure did. Uh, well, I'm thinking when we we're in middle school. But <laughs> okay. anyways, me loud, I know. All right. And so here's what uh, we're gonna do. Rod and I have got a little little bet going on that we're gonna make. Uh, this week as we've just finished week three of football and we're gonna revisit at the end of the regular season. And here's the bet guys, whoever's team has the best regular season uh, score uh, standings, uh, the loser has to go on, has to go on their own social media page and they have to put together a comment and a video that the winner, Places and so, uh, as we were talking about it, like just talking about cringeworthy. I really hope the Redskins don't let me down again. Well, I am probably want to add happen. some things to this. We're Go gonna ahead. we're gonna wear yeah. the
1: jersey. Like if, that's right. If the Redskins come out with you a better record the than the Vikings, I gotta wear a jersey, and I have to do a video presentation
0: <laughs> cheering
1: that's for right. the Power Redskins in a dance kind of thing. So does Matt. And you you have to do it. It's going to be very embarrassing for me. For Matt, it's pretty normal behavior. But for me, (laughs) it's going to be very embarrassing. I'm used to the Redskins losing. I will
4: will help on this. And we'll do it on the green screen. On the green screen. That's right. That's
1: right. I agree with that. I'm so glad
2: I don't care about football. Oh, (laughs)
1: man. So I, I think... I think that this just gives an opportunity to a kind of lay it out. There, and it, up. there a, has to be some pain. I mean, it'd be like shaving right. your it's, head or something. There has to be yeah, some no, pain. This one's going
4: to can't hurt. be. I you don't know, want my cowboy friends,
1: friends to ch- to see this.
3: You know, so are we
4: gonna are we gonna stake this into some money and maybe they, the winner has to boost it or the loser has to boost their oh, post too? Oh my, my gosh! Word. Like this just got five, real. Five ten bucks.
1: I'm starting to feel insecure.
4: <laughs>
3: Let oh. me let me go to my
4: well, I mean, approval. path. I you
3: patch. have to put a little skin in the game, you know. I mean, you're the best. You're does, the best. So does that mean the 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 They'll post has to be public?
2: Boost yes. The
4: post. Yes.
3: Oh my yes. gosh, wait, <laughs> bet right? <Ryan. laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: bet. Sure, we'll boost. <laughs> All the right, post. we're
3: gonna do it. I Ugh. feel good. That, that's really the hot top. That's the hot take. I feel good about the. Red I would have felt really good
1: until this last week when we played the Bills. So and we lose to the Bills. I would have felt good until that point, but. Um, you know what? Again, um, we'll see. Miracles happen. It'll be fun. So we'll see what happens. So, um, good deal, Matt. I I think that. By the way, back to the Tiger Woods thing. I know that many people were like, "Yay, Tiger!" or "Boo, Tiger." I I, I was pretty neutral. Um, you know, I'm glad he won. That's fine. But I wasn't like necessarily rooting for him. It's just. Okay, he won. And I guess because you kind of get tired of hearing about him. I'm sorry if some of you are big Tiger fans. I just get tired of hearing about him. I There's a lot of other golfers um, that I think are doing great, and they get overshadowed because Tiger's coming back. But that's cool. I mean, he's a great golfer. He's going to go down as the second greatest golfer in the history of the game behind Jack Nicholas. And um, I think that's, that's awesome. But um, I didn't really – care whether he won or lost this past week whatever that's cool yeah you know I mean it just doesn't do much for me I'm a big Jordan Spieth you know I love Phil Mickelson I think Mickelson's hilarious things like that so uh but yay for Tiger and if you're a Tiger fan good deal what's really happening this week is what really matters in golf and that's the Ryder Cup yeah I can't love this. working from home on Thursday can't promise how much work I'll get done? I'm watching the writer. I'm just surprised Tiger so. isn't captain and already like, hey, kick this other dude out. Tiger's got to be captain. So uh, it's going to be a good deal. Going to be a good time. So, all right. Anything else, Matt? Before of of, how, what'd you say? What's it? What's your thing called? Hot topics.
3: Yeah. Any more <laughs>
1: hot topics? For no, you? no. We're, we're going to uh, keep
3: rolling. Uh, the the only thing uh, this is, uh, typically this doesn't happen, but this is releasing this week, correct, Mike? Um, or is it releasing next week? It should be releasing. What are you week. talking about? When, when is this the actual podcast. episode being released? Oh, Friday. Okay, Ooh. fantastic. All right, good deal. Well, the one thing I'll, I'll mention again is we are collecting uh, supplies uh, for those uh, victims of the hurricane down in North Carolina. My father's the health department director. And so how about this? When we post this, I'll go and make a comment with a list of supplies if you're willing through this Sunday only so if you're listening to this uh, a couple of weeks late you missed it through this Sunday the 30th we'll be collecting supplies and Monday uh, I'll be driving down there and so uh if you if you hear this and you can come and donate some of those that'd be fantastic I want to just uh really overwhelm uh the people down there with some love
1: from a church in Virginia Awesome thanks Matt for sharing that thanks to your pops for doing his job and allowing us to be a part of it Yeah so. absolutely That's awesome. Lindsay.
2: Yeah. Hey guys, if you remember this week, um, get on the prayer app or the pray.com app and uh, just connect with the church, connect with some other people and start praying for each other. Everybody has been pretty consistently. There's been a lot of people on there um, asking for prayer about certain things, giving updates and all that. And so make sure you connect with us on pray.com, the app it's in the app store. And uh, if you have any questions you want to talk about your, your approval patch or or anything like that, go ahead and shoot us an email at uh, kindred360podcast at gmail.com. All right, because we're checking that. So. Yeah, and
4: we want people to chime in because, you know, we, we are getting a lot of listeners, so we're over 200 now. Wow. So mm-hmm. that's that's good. So But we do want people to... You know, comment and and they yeah. want to chime in on something or uh, a topic that they want us to cover. Um, the more, the better.
1: Okay. Well. Thank you for that. Thanks, Lins, for catching us up. Folks, we just really appreciate you taking your time with us and uh, listening to this. And we do hope that this gives you a boost, gives you an encouragement uh, in the middle of the week. Um, we're sorry about the delay that we've had. You know, we've had a bigger gap than normal. We'd like to have one of these out every other week, and uh, but just circumstances brought to it. But I can promise you this will be out the end of this week, and we'll be recording another one soon, and we'll get back on track. Um, I want to remind you, Kindred meets at 10, 8, 25, is that, the, is that right, the address yep. on Midlothian uh, Turnpike? We're right across the street from Johnson-Willis uh, Hospital. We meet at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings. We'd love to have you. Um, right now, I'm in the middle of a series called Made for Mondays, talking about how God gets involved in our workplace. All right. So we'd love to have you. We'd love to see you. God bless you. And um, we'll talk to you soon.
0: You've been listening to the Kindred 360 podcast. If you would like to hear more, be sure to check out our additional podcast, Extra 360, and be sure to subscribe to the Kindred 360 podcast to stay up to date with our most current episodes. We want to thank you for listening today and have a blessed week ahead.